This is our number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And each week we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives. We do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And we continue with our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. But I want to take a... uh, a very quick respite from the actual news of the week, although I'm sure we'll discuss some of that, Leah, to uh, talk briefly, at least for this segment, about a personal struggle that this campaign is creating in my life and for this show and how um, you and I had an interesting email exchange earlier today about how we're uh, facing this challenge that Donald Trump presents in a very different way. Uh, now, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you sound like you're taking the um, when rape is inevitable, uh, lay back and enjoy it or pretend it's not really happening uh, with regard to uh, Donald Trump. That's probably not the most artful way to put it. But is that a fair assessment of your perspective on how to deal with this Donald Trump phenomenon now that he's going to be the GOP nominee? I mean, absolutely. What else am I supposed to do? Sit here and bang my head against the wall for six months? It's too late. It's done. So the thing is, when Donald Trump called uh, Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. Do you have that clip? Well, I I have the Elizabeth Warren clip. Do you have Um, him calling her Pocahontas? I do not. No, not yet. Not yet. But I have the reason why he did it. And she was so mean to him and he fired back at her. And I just I can't help it. I love that. All right. Now, this actually is an interesting way to to enter this discussion, because part of why I am, am so frustrated by the Donald Trump issue is that in so many ways I should be totally on board. I mean, I mean, as I've mentioned numerous times, I've met him backstage at the Today Show. He supported me uh, publicly on the whole Penn State issue, at least part of that, uh, where I've been you know, dealing with that for the last four-plus years of my life. He's yes. incredibly politically incorrect. I, my wife and I watched The Apprentice religiously and bizarrely. You know, he mentions that Elizabeth Warren, he calls her Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Well, <laughs> well I, I'm a guy who created a T-shirt based upon the putting – Elizabeth Warren's face in the Washington Redskin logo uh, to mock that entire controversy, which you can check out at www.redskins, with an S, Redskins T, just the letter T, shirt, Redskins T-shirt.com. It's hilarious. You can also, by the way, see my daughter modeling the uh, T-shirt at Redskins T-shirt.com. But so here's a guy, right? I mean. We we could not have we could not be more in simpatico in certain ways, right? I mean, politically I incorrect. Uh, we we take on some of the same targets. We believe some of the same things. There's a lot about Donald Trump that I like. However, the parts that I don't like are really overwhelming. Uh, bottom line is, I don't believe he's qualified. I don't think he would be a good president. I well, don't th- neither I, is she, I, and I, neither I understand she. that. I, I get all that. I, I'm going to get to that in a second. So I don't think he's qualified. I don't think he would be a good president. He might be a disastrous president. He's not a conservative. I have no idea 
where he sta- really stands on any of these issues because he's changed. Right. He's changed on everything. I mean, right. I mean, in retrospect, John Kerry was not a flip flopper in comparison to Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump flip flops on every single issue, usually in the same day. And that's not exaggeration. That's it not, is true. It, and the media is really glommed onto that, which well, is dangerous. Well, <laughs> it's true. I mean, how could you not? Glom on. I mean, it's obvious. It's 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 hysterical. Um, so, but of course, then you, you bring up the issue which Trump now is using for all it's worth. That it, well, it's either me or Hillary. So you got to vote for me. Which, by the way, you know, he was tweeting that out today because uh, one, Bill Crystal claims that he's finally found a third party candidate, and two, the Libertarian Party has an interesting situation. I don't know if you saw this or not, but they have nominated two former Republican governors, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld, to be... Oh, Gary Johnson's a... Boy, he's a lunatic. Okay, but he's... I understand that. I'm not I'm not <laughs> suggesting that Gary Johnson or Bill Weld would be my choice to be president or vice president, but they are at least credible. They're two-term governors of reasonably important states, uh, and, you know, they are... Former Republicans now claim to be libertarians. Well, basically became a libertarian 10 days ago. But the point here is this. Trump's got his, his panties all in a bunch saying, oh, we can't have a we Republicans can't have a third party independent run. It'll be a spoiler. You're going to get Hillary. It and will she, be. And she, it will but be. Hold on a second. Uh-huh. Who was the guy who at the first GOP debate said he would not sign the pledge? To not run as the third party candidate. Who was the guy who constantly, well, I mean, constantly said, he constantly threatened through till March that he might run as an independent candidate? So now this guy has the balls to be the massive hypocrite to say, don't you dare! That would be outrageous to ensure a Hillary election by running as an independent candidate. Wait well, a minute. You were the one that threatened that numerous times. Well, but he's not doing it, so it but, really doesn't but, but, matter. It's still hypocrisy, Leah. What a, it, it, know, no, here's what I it mean, goes to. It, here's what it goes to. This is a person who everything, not just some things. I mean, human beings always do what they think is in their self-interest, okay? But there's certain things that most people actually believe. Donald Trump has no beliefs. He has no principles. His only, the his only, the only way he determines his position on any issue is whether or not he thinks it's good for Donald Trump, not the country, Donald Trump at that moment. And by the way, well, I mean, it you might know change Barack in an hour. Barack Obama did the same no, thing. No, no, Barack Obama. Everything no, bal- Barack Obama did was, second. how is it good for me ba- politically? No, 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 no. Barack Obama is a narcissist. He's absolutely, absolutely a narcissist. But he has a philosophy of life and government and politics, which I vehemently disagree with, but he at least believes in something. You, you at I least, believe Donald Trump does, too. What is, and the other than is, Donald Trump, what does he believe in? Well, I believe that he's a serious Democrat, that everything okay, that well, he great. said for so, all so of those years is him. Is him. So then why and the we... problem with the flip-flopping is because he does. He can't remember the lie to tell. No, I agree with you. I think numerous times he can't remember what he said previously because he's only getting three hours of sleep a night and he's 69 he's years Twitter. old and he, he can't remember what position he took because he constantly says, I never said that when when he right. actually did say that. Well, no, I would like to believe he's not lying or a completely insane person. He just doesn't remember because he can't keep track, which is 
you know, why the honest person, you know, norm doesn't have to keep track of these things. You know, right. the honest person has a lot easier time because they right. don't have to remember all their lies. Well, Donald answering Trump answering questions. <laughs> Donald Trump has to remember all his lies, but in a weird way, he's actually benefiting from all these flip-flops and all these lies because they're so numerous, they've lost all their value. I mean, I mean seriously. <laughs> Sure, many of these things would be campaign enders, but for right. Trump, it's just like, well, it's all built in, it's all baked into the cake. That's who Donald Trump is. Uh, it, it, and so this is creating an enormous conflict in my brain. Um, and I, I'm really offended. I'm so offended by this notion that, well, if you're not on board with the Trump train, you are a Hillary supporter. Wait a hold on a second. I am, no, 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 no. No, the people who got Donald Trump in the nomination. They are the Hillary enablers or the Hillary supporters because you gave us someone we can't get behind and who can't beat her in a rational world. That's that's the Hillary enabling. So don't give me this crap, especially when someone like me, who my anti-Hillary street cred is as good as anybody's could possibly be. Uh, I've been involved with two major movies that were anti-Clinton, specifically anti-Hillary, including the infamous Citizens United case. I'm, my, my name's in the credits on that movie. So don't give me this crap that somehow I'm a rhino or a liberal or a Hillary and it baloney. I just want, you know what really scares me most about Trump? It's not just that I think he, he's unqualified and he's bad and we don't know what he believes. We, we live in a very um, tumultuous world, obviously, that can change in a heartbeat. The world can change instantaneously now in very, very serious ways. And yes. when, and when and I I think we are headed for some really bad times. No matter who. I don't want Hillary. I understand right there that. at those controls. I, I and understand. I'm that, telling you, I, the rest of the world is terrified because they feel just like you. They don't know mm. what he's going to do. I I bought into that for a while. That boy, that wouldn't wouldn't that be great? Because everyone would be mining mining their p's and q's because they'd be afraid of that maniac Donald Trump. I don't know. I, I got to tell you, the way he handled Sanders, it makes me feel like he might wimp out. That if, yeah. if he was at the, ever at the controls and we needed to do something dramatic, I think it's all talk. I think the bomb, the SHIT out of him thing is all talk. I think he's a paper tiger. I think he's a bully wimp. I don't think he's for real. I don't trust him. I just don't. Uh, he's a well, con he man. may be he's, he may be all those things, but I tell you what, I see what's going on outside of his rallies. And I want him in. Well, uh, well, let's talk about that when we come back on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love my pillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one my pillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com.
This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Uh, do at least one more segment here on uh, our internal struggles with how to deal with the Donald Trump problem, which I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we're going to discuss this. But I feel uh, it's really been a major issue in my life and for this show. It is. As to how to deal with this, because it is, it's an existential struggle for me. I mean, I, in my lifetime, Leah, uh, you know, the first presidential election I had any knowledge of was 1976. I've always been able to, even though I didn't always agree on everything, I've always been able to be proud of the Republican presidential nominee. I'm not going to be able to do that this time. I think the Republican presidential nominee is a bad person who would likely be a bad president, possibly disastrous. Now, it's interesting that you, out of all this week's news, you latched on to the riots or alleged riots, uh, whatever you want to call them, manufactured uh, news events, at the Trump rallies, but it's it's interesting. I'm going to give you a second to, to talk about that. But first, see, when I think of Trump's week, I look at the fact that he, out of nothing, out of but ego and narcissism, went after the governor of New Mexico, a Hispanic female Republican, Governor Martinez, for absolutely no gain and no reason, just out of ego. He, he his campaign lies about. The Paul Ryan endorsement being imminent, which it was not. Uh, we've already referenced the email screw up the campaign did, sending their their campaign strategy to a reporter by mistake. The the reports are that they're telling the Republican senators that their campaign is broke and will be for the next couple months. So now they got to rely on on the money of the evil Republican establishment that they ran against. The Trump University documents are coming out after the judge, who he called a Mexican, even though he's from Indiana. Um, uh, <laughs> That's the worst part. I mean, yeah, of all the things that you said, right. and, and none then, of that really matters and, and to then, me, except and, for the last and one. Then, and well, no, hold on a second. This is all within a couple of days. And then he wimps out completely to Bernie Sanders in the debate of the century. This is all yeah, within There's th- an expl- explanation for that, if it is what you said it is. All right, well. And, it's, and it very well could be. We don't know. All right, anyway, that's within three days. That's a bad campaign. That's a campaign But in he's disarray. not a professional politician. Oh, oh God. You still got to run. He's supposed to be able to hire the best people, and he's magic, remember? With me, it's just works you know it's magic no there's no magic he's running a terrible campaign now why were you so and why do the protesters bring you closer to trump why uh because uh obviously uh these protesters these are the bad people i believe these are the bad people that i want out of the country and of all of the things that donald trump has said he would do we don't know that he's going to do any of them there's Zero evidence that he's going to build the wall, right. that uh, you know he's going to keep the terrorists out, blah, blah, blah. But he is the nominee. I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton under any circumstances. I don't care how bad Donald Trump is. She's worse. I just so, wish I understood why. I just w- I wish I understood. Oh, on I what don't basis. know. How about the Supreme Court? Uh, you know, the Supreme Court is Look, the o- only rational Senator thing. Senator Jeff but- Sessions will not allow uh-huh. him to put a liberal on that court. Uh, Jeff okay. Sessions I'm, is our saving grace. I'm sorry that a guy who is in favor of eminent domain and a guy who doesn't believe in the First Amendment uh, and in the past doesn't believe in the Second Amendment is the guy I'm supposed to trust on judges. More when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Leah, before we get on to other news of the week, and there's a lot more to get to in the second half of the program here, um, one other thought on this issue of the struggle, the internal struggle that many (laughs) conservatives have had with Donald Trump. I would be remiss if I did not mention what happened with Marco Rubio this week. Oh, yes. It was very interesting. Uh, So, you know, Rubio was Mr. Never Trump. I mean, he even sold Never Trump hashtag merchandise on his campaign website. Uh, He, frankly, to me, was by far the most outspoken and most well-spoken advocate of the Never Trump movement. Uh, He was the guy who went after Trump the hardest. I remember just before the Florida uh, primary when it was clear he was going to lose and that therefore Trump was going to be the nominee, uh, him giving a press conference where he was almost ashen. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, as, as much as, as ashen as a Hispanic guy can be. Uh, <laughs> I mean that facetiously, obviously. But it's a the, racist joke. I know. I'm just joking. Around. <laughs> anyway, the point the point is he, he, he was he looked like he'd seen a ghost and, you know, he was terrified that uh, Donald Trump was going to be the Republican nominee and More terrified that he wasn't going to be. Well, to be clear, he was my second choice, and you know, he was the guy who was left that could win, uh, who was also a conservative. Now, I thought a lot of Marco Rubio. I never thought he was perfect. I mean, no one's perfect, especially not in politics. But for Rubio to not only get on board with the Trump train this quickly, but to do so in fairly dramatic fashion, as we now know that he, he apologized to Trump, for implying that he had a small penis with the whole hands thing. Um, He said publicly he would be honored to speak at the convention for Trump, although he tried to spin that as he would be honored to try to help defeat Hillary Clinton. But that's bullcrap. No, you don't you don't say you'd be honored. Uh, He's basically essentially what happened here. Um, you know, is, is the scene from the, the Superman movie. Kneel before Zod. I mean, that's basically what happened here. That, that Marco Rubio, he, he did a... Kneel before Zod. And he did. Uh, only he didn't turn out to be the winner like Superman did. 
He's the loser to yes. to Trump's Zod, and it's disgusting. And you know, it seems to me—I don't know this for a fact—but reading the tea leaves, it seems almost too obvious that Rubio's rethinking his decision not to run for re-election to the Senate in Florida. Well, uh, I mean, Trump sent out the tweet. <laughs> well, exactly right. I mean, it's almost too coincidental. I don't think it was necessarily a conspiracy, but to me, it's just the natural way that Trump works. See, this is such an insight into the way Trump works. It's little Marco, little Marco, little Marco. Oh, wait, Marco said something nice about me? He apologized? He kneel before Zod. I'm going to send out a tweet complimenting him and saying he should run for re-election in Florida for Senate. That's the See, way Trump works. See, I'm bringing works. the party together. That's the way Trump's mind works. Oh, he's now a good person because he said something nice to me, and he bowed before me, kneeled before me. Um, so I don't know whether Rubio is going to do that. I don't know if he would win if he would do that. I, I do think that he would have the best chance of winning, but it's disgusting to me what Marco Rubio has done. Uh, well, and, you know, he's looking at his future down the road, and he says, you know, hey, this will be gone and forgotten and blah, blah, blah. Look, my one thing is when Jeff Sessions jumps ship, we're in trouble. Jeff Sessions is, you know, here in Alabama, Jeff Sessions is probably the greatest senator uh, in the House, uh, in the Senate chambers. I think— that if he's sticking with Trump, then he knows something that we don't. No, don't because I think he'd be off board. No, I don't. I, I or wish, you're, he's going to help too him. Too much trust in him. No. Or he's going to help no, him. No, Trump uh, doesn't listen to anybody, Leah. That's not. I don't think that's true. No, well, I don't well, there's think no that's, evidence that he ever he listens be, to anybody. He listens to Ivanka. That's it. Uh, that, that's the only person he listens to. And uh, you know what? And look at his kids. I mean, oh, that's the one good thing. Fantastic. Great. Well, you know what? I would vote they for Ivanka. They did turn out okay. I, I would vote for Ivanka. I got. No, I would, too. She's great. I, I, think I she's, would, too. She should be a senator. I would have no problem with that. All right. Now, I have been very outspoken, maybe more so than almost anybody on the planet, that I do not believe that Donald Trump is going to beat Hillary Clinton uh, unless, as we've said numerous times, unless there is a major terrorist attack, a, uh, a collapse of the economic uh, markets, um, or she gets indicted, which isn't going to happen. I've also added a fourth caveat to that, and this is, you know, somewhat, some people might rightly think this is kind of um, weaselly on my part. But there's don't one, be Weasley now. Well, I, I don't I don't really have a reputation for being Weasley, but I, <laughs> I'm just being honest uh, because it's going to sound Weasley. But there, this is the only other semi-rational way that Trump wins. Of okay. course, of course, he could win if Bernie Sanders ran as a third party or fourth party, whatever it is, candidate. And he's trying to get him to do that. I so. know he is, but I just I don't see that happening. Um, if that ever happened, if Bernie ever ran as a third party candidate. Bernie might might not wake up one day. <laughs> I mean, he, That's he, true. He he'd might, have a cookie or two. He, he'd have a he'd have a horse's head in his bed first, and then and a week later we would Bernie would be gone. We wouldn't find him anymore. He would be just lost. Yet um, another reason why Donald Trump is better than Hillary. No, Clinton. I don't know. It's, Donald's got the mafia ties more than Hillary does. <laughs> All right, but anyway, here here's where I'm going with this because this is amazing. Um, and I've mentioned this before, but there's now evidence of it. I've mentioned that the fourth caveat, fifth if you count Sanders, is that maybe, just maybe, it's possible that we have devolved, if that's a word, as a culture so much, that 50.1% of the American electorate actually doesn't give a damn that Donald Trump 
is unqualified and might be a terrible president, and that all they're voting on is who would be the more entertaining president. Now, oh, sure. now for those who are skeptical of this, I cite the New York Times this week. The New York Times quoted a guy by the name of Victor Vizcara, a 48-year-old male from Los Angeles, in an article about the California primary coming up. This is in the New York frickin' Times. Victor said he would much prefer Mr. Trump to Mrs. Clinton, though he said he disagreed with some of Mr. Trump's policies. He added that he had watched The Apprentice. Uh-huh. And expected that a Trump presidency would be more exciting than a quote unquote boring Clinton administration. Now that's that's pretty startling right there, but that's only the beginning. They continue with Mr. Vizcara. He says, quote, a dark side of me wants to see what happens if Trump is in. Yes. This is a guy, by the way, who's employed and works in information technology. So theoretically, he's not a, you know, he's not a... <laughs> Although he certainly sounds like one. You can still be and work in that I, game. I, I'm just saying, he's not, he's not off the street, okay? So right. then, then he says, quote, this is, this, is the, this is the most amazing part. There is going to be some kind of change. And even if it's like a Nazi-type change... <laughs> That was my favorite line of the whole thing. People are so drama-filled, they want to see stuff like that happen. You know what? Let yes. Me, let me finish. It's like reality TV. You don't want to just see everybody be happy with each other. You want to see someone fighting someone. Oh, my gosh. This is... An apparently employed 48-year-old male in California talking about why he will vote for Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton, even if he brings Nazi-type change. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Seriously. Leah, explain this to me. What's going on here? I don't know what's going on. Look, I, I, I really, you know, I know you're going to be mad at me, uh, but... I mean, I'm looking around and I'm really wondering, is Hillary going to win in a landslide? I, I just did. don't know. Well, I never, by the way, I've never said landslide. I think okay. I, I think, is she going to win? I just don't know. Um, I keep going back to the very basics. Here, People hate her. I understand they hate her. They like him. I understand some people like him. I get that. He's but funny. He's entertaining. I she get, screams. You that, have to turn it off. That's why I just read that quote from the New York Times. I get it. There's going to be some people like that. But here's the deal. If Donald Trump was going to win, he would be in the 48, 49, 50 percentile right now because he's riding the crest of the top of his wave with 100 percent name recognition. He's not there nationally. He's not there in key states. And... You know, interestingly, you know, Sarah Palin said she was going after Paul Ryan, going to primary him, going to canter him. This yeah. week, this week there was a poll out of Wisconsin where Paul Ryan is leading his his Republican opponent by 73 points. This is a guy who's in the news for not endorsing Donald Trump. The Megyn Kelly interview bombed in the ratings. None of these things would be the case, Leah. Trump wouldn't be in the 42, 43 percentile range everywhere if 
if he was really going to pull this off. Now, she's so bad, and her campaign, I think, is actually doing some really stupid things. And who knows? You know, maybe there'll be a left-wing third party, and, and if that happens, that would be great. all bets are off. But right now, frankly, what the libertarians did today, I think hurts Trump a lot. I think having two Republican former governors, one of you know one of whom's friends with Mitt Romney, I think if they get any traction, Romney's going to endorse them. I think the Never Trump movement at least has a theoretical candidacy in Johnson Weld on the Libertarian side. That's going to cost Trump a, a couple of key points in major in in big states, if not more than that. If, and I think they might even get into the debates, which would change everything. So mm-hmm. I, I'm standing by my prediction. Uh, now there's another element. That's interesting. It's related to this entertainment topic. I've been saying the news media is going to destroy Trump and do everything they can to get Hillary elected. I still think they will. But you know what? They may value the entertainment element of this because it brings ratings more than they care about their own liberal agenda. I still believe when Bush Hmm. comes to shove, they're going to feel like it's their moral duty to keep the, the country safe from Donald Trump. And so we haven't seen anything yet on this front. But when we come back, I want to talk about something that happened in the media this week uh, with regard to Katie Couric and deceptive editing of her <laughs> anti-gun documentary on the John and Leah She's show. She's still around? Yes, she, believe it or not, she is on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website, freespeechbroadcasting.com. One of the uh, major topics on this program is the news media because it is a fundamental belief of the John and Leah Show that the news media is not just biased. It is now fundamentally, completely, and 100% broken in every possible way. And we had another great example of that this week with uh, someone with whom I have a history, uh, Katie Couric got involved in a controversy involving her anti-gun documentary. Tell us about that, Leah. Yes, there is a new Katie Couric documentary. It's called Under the Gun. And basically, it is attempting to blame gun rights activists for mass shootings. So it's no surprise that the documentary has been deceptively edited. They're trying to embarrass the gun rights activists that are being interviewed. Now, while interviewing the members of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, 
They are asked the following question, followed by silence and the group looking around as if dumbfounded. Let me ask you another question. If there are no background checks for gun purchasers, how do you prevent felons or terrorists from purchasing a gun? <laughs> okay, and right there, they're all sitting there looking at each other, and then it cuts to a break. All are, right? are you saying that's not what really happened? No. Uh, let's hear kind of what really happened. If there are no background checks for gun purchasers, how do you prevent felons or terrorists from walking into, say, a licensed gun dealer and purchasing a gun? Well, one, if if you're not in jail, you should still have your basic rights, and you should go buy a gun. Well, the fact is we do have statutes, both at the federal and state level, that prohibit classes of people from being in possession of firearms. If you're under 18 in Virginia, you can't walk around with a gun. If you're an illegal immigrant, Okay, so uh, so you get the idea. Right, so that's about as, that's not deceptive editing. That's fraudulent editing. What they did was they basically did a daily show deal where they they edited something to make it look like the person was an idiot, had no answer, when in fact, as you heard, and the only reason why you heard that is because they were smart enough to record the audio themselves because they They knew because they didn't trust it. And I've done the same thing myself. I mean, I've recorded, you know, when Matt Lauer uh, did a, came to State College, Pennsylvania, a couple of years ago to do an interview with Dottie Sandusky and myself. I, I made sure we that was part of the deal. I was going to get to videotape it myself because I didn't want a- anything being edited out of out of line or or out of context or anything like that. And it it's works. insane that you have to do that. Well, you have to because <laughs> no, but you have to, especially in, in situations like this where they know they're going into the lion's den. I knew I was going into the lion's den. I've got no protection at all because the rest of the media isn't going to come to my side. It's like the rest of the media is not going to come to their side, at least though they have the conservative media to do so. So you've got to be able to protect yourself. And they were right to do it. Now, um, a couple of things on this. First of all, my history with Katie Couric, for those who do not know, uh, the, the first time I was ever put in handcuffs uh, was at an event where Katie Couric was getting a Walter Cronkite Journalism Award from USC in Southern California in Los Angeles for the impact, I'm not making this up, not exaggerating, the impact on the election that her Sarah Palin interview had uh, back in 2008. And I simply went there to give away copies of my Sarah Palin interview, which dealt with what I believe to be the real story of that interview. And that's all I wanted to do, was just give away DVDs to people who are going in to see this uh, bogus award that uh, Katie Kirk was getting. And they knew I was coming. And uh, I got... How did they know you were coming? Because I had been on Fox News Channel talking about oh. <laughs> so, Okay. So that might have been Heads the first... Up, folks. That might have been the first clue. <laughs> um, I think it was on with Megyn Kelly, actually, uh, ironically enough. But anyway, the point, the, the point is... Um, and, and now to this day, you know how this, how this lives? So, so my daughter has seen the photos of me being um, handcuffed and detained, although never actually arrested or charged. Yeah, I saved it on my phone in case I needed to get. <laughs> right. Well, it's some good. There's some pretty hilarious pictures. But my my daughter has seen the photos now online. I don't even remember how she saw them. But she will now. She what she does in the morning is she'll come into to my bed and say I want to see some pictures. And oftentimes she'll specifically request. 
I want to see the picture where the police are holding your hands, Daddy. Uh oh. Why? What's why is she intrigued? Ah, she loved that. That daddy's in handcuffs. I mean, but you know, that's that's <laughs> that's shades. pretty exciting stuff. But anyway, the point of this is, the, the, there's a direct correlation between these two situations, because you know back when Katie Couric had real power and was on CBS and was doing you know interviews with Sarah Palin that the, in large part destroyed her candidacy. Of course, it was a double team: Katie Couric and, and Tina Fey. Uh, there were elements, not all, but there were elements of that interview, that infamous interview, that I believe were nefariously edited. And and my interview with Sarah Palin proved it. And it made it look much worse than it really did. And, of course, yes. no, one, no one wanted to believe that. But now we have proof of what this woman is capable of doing. That for, I mean, that's not, that's not out of context. That is purposely misrepresented misleading, not just misleading, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. You are purposely lying about what the subject of your interview said because you have an agenda. Oh, by the way, it happens to be a left-wing agenda, which was exactly what her agenda was with regard to Sarah Palin. And so, to me, I saw a little bit of vindication in this uh, with regard to what a a bogus journalism uh, journalist uh, Katie Couric is. Uh, yes, she, but the director and the producer were called on this, um, and you know but this was brought to their attention, and they stand by it. Yeah, and that's the other element I wanted to talk about here. <laughs> so, so there's the element of what this says about Katie Couric and what we can learn about, you know, it's it's you know somewhat somewhat similar to Walter Cronkite. We later learned, you know, Walter Cronkite was not really Walter Cronkite. He was a left wing activist too. We yep. just didn't know it at the time for sure. Now we now we know for sure Katie Couric is as well, although we suspected it. With regard to the way this this situation uh, transpired, I, I think there's some interesting lessons to learn there as well. I, I talk on this uh, show a lot about the issue of media fragmentation. I mean, we are so fragmented now that everyone, all they're looking for is their own little segment of the population. And so the producers, to your point, they saw no negative in this. To them, all this was positive because they're getting publicity. So why back down? It's not going to impact them at all. All it's going to do is going to bring more left-wing nut jobs to be aware of their hit job documentary on gun owners. And it was not going to negatively impact them at all because the rest of the news media wasn't going to destroy them over it. Because why? Because they're on the right side of the issue. Uh Actually, the left side of the issue. All right. uh, (laughs) Hour number three. And a whole bunch coming up next on the John and Leah Show.